0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: pre we'll record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two.
2: Roll A, fade up on A.
0: southern miss to the, to the top you're tuned in to the eagle hour
1: good thursday to you golden eagle fans listen around the state of mississippi it's the eagle hour luke johnson kelly santer michael mergens from the first bank studios in hattiesburg in beautiful downtown laurel got a good show for you today Going to be talking men's golf in the next segment with men's golf coach Eddie Bresher as the men finished second in the Ryman Intercollegiate Tournament over over uh, this past early part of this week. Brian Richards, a sophomore for Southern Miss, takes individual honors. Be talking uh, about that. Softball takes down Mississippi Valley State last night. We'll talk more about that in the fourth segment. But breaking news um, out of Hattiesburg today: if you haven't heard, Doc Sadler stepping down as the Southern Miss head men's basketball coach. A press conference. Going Going down right now um, on campus. Uh, we're, we're scheduled to talk to uh, Bob. Uh, Bob Getty is actually there. Patrick McGee may also, uh, we may talk to Patrick a little later in, in the show. But Doc Sadler just finishing up his fifth season with the Golden Eagles. Of course, this was uh, by far uh, the best record 20 and 13. Doc 56 and 94 overall as a, as a head coach. Um, but Kelly, uh, Doc Sadler stepping down. Um, your immediate
3: thoughts? It's really not surprising to me, Luke. Things started, uh, as we rewind the tape a little bit, things started to come down about uh, 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon. I was getting word out of Nebraska that the new head basketball coach there, Fred Hoiberg, who coached with Doc at Iowa State University, and Doc Sadler was his main assistant at Iowa State, and they had a terrific run with the Cyclones. Of course, Hoiberg then went on to coach the Chicago Bulls, now at Nebraska, but Hoiberg, has always been a huge fan of Doc Sadler and said that in in his opinion, in Hoiberg's opinion, and he's, he's on record as saying this, that Doc Sadler can view film and break down basketball teams and games like nobody's business. And he said that the great run that they had at Iowa State was largely due to the preparation that Doc Sadler did off the court in breaking down film and getting the Cyclones ready to face their next opponent. So Hoiberg has always been a huge fan of Doc Sadler. I knew when Hoiberg got that job that one of the first people he would reach out to would be Doc because, you know, the coaching fraternity is such a tight fraternity. And if it worked once it'll work again and certainly doc has a good resume and now is the time after the great season he had with southern miss that uh the two it looks like although uh he's just stepping down as it stands now no official word that he's headed to nebraska officially but wouldn't surprise me if that would certainly be the next move um so and then then the question so i'm not surprised to answer your question directly luke i'm I'm not surprised
1: uh, breaking news, Doc Sadler stepping down as the Southern Miss head basketball coach. Our first segment every day brought to us by Dickie's Barbecue. Go by and see the home team right next to Turtle Creek Mall. Dickey's, uh, some of the m- most excellent food you will ever put in your mouth. And if you eat in store, always. Me and Kelly recommend that soft serve ice cream, Dickie's Barbecue. Uh, let them cater your next event. Proud sponsor of the first segment of the Eagle Hour. So, we look at um, Doc Sadler before we before we get into what's next, uh, what's actually going on right now. There's a press conference, and uh, new athletics director Jeremy McLean is involved in that. In a statement prepared that was released from the university this morning at 11 a.m., Doc Sadler, uh, as quoted, saying, "I'd like to thank the administration, fans, and especially the players." For sticking with us through difficult times, but also in the fun times. As a coach, one of the things I always try to do is prepare my players for life. And hopefully I have lived by that example. After 16 years as a college head coach, it's time to evaluate what's next for me with a new athletic director in place and a talented young team. I feel that the best days are ahead for Southern Miss basketball. But Kelly, before we, you know, talk about, uh, you know, what what's in store for Doc and what's in store for Southern Miss basketball, the first thing that every Golden Eagle fan has to do, you have to salute Doc Sadler coming in in April of 2014, knowing generally that there was a bad situation, but I think finding out uh, after he arrived, how bad of a situation it was. He grabbed it, uh, grabbed the bull by the horns, got to work, and it's paid off five years later. There, there's a 21 season for Golden Eagle basketball.
3: Yeah, I postscript what we were just talking about, Luke. We are getting official word now that Doc is going to Nebraska. Well,
1: we may
0: have to wait, too, because I know I saw some contradicting reports. So we'll wait till we actually hear it from his mouth, I guess. But yeah, oh. I saw two reports that said that, then two right after said. Inconclusive.
3: Well, again, I, I yellow wouldn't yellow journalism. Yeah. You ever learn that term? Uh, again, I wouldn't be surprised if <laughs> yeah. he he's going to to Nebraska. What was the question again? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I forgot you, what you, you have to commend. Oh, yeah. You have to commend Doc Sadler. Yeah, for for, sure. for
1: knowing, for
3: knowing and sticking through uh, what the dumpster fire that he was handed in 2014. But you know, a lot of coaches are driven by that they like the challenge. They like the opportunity. They like the level of expectations to be low so that as they build, you know, th- that they like to see that progress. And then some coaches will will rise up and get a program to a certain level but then can't seem to get them any further than that. And, and Doc, I think, is one of those guys that likes that challenge, you know, to take the scrap heap that was our program at the time and build it up. And it's really, you also have to kind of salute him because... These are the times that coaches would normally stick around, knowing that they've got talent. Now, coaches will bail when they know that they have nothing on the roster. When they know they have a crummy team coming back, that's the, t- that's the time they usually bail. But he, he clearly has left the university's basketball program better off than when he started. And for that, you absolutely have to salute him. We're getting uh, tweets out of the
1: press conference. Patrick McGee tweeting that Southern Miss, uh, Doc Sadler says that going to Nebraska is a good possibility, but there may be other opportunities. He also mentioned the prospect of taking a year off. Um, talk for a minute, Kelly. Uh, you, you talked about Hoyberg, but, uh, you know, you were, you're an, you're an Iowa State guy. Doc was with him there. Um, if you're a if you're you know Hoyberg and you're looking at getting a the guy for you know the the last several years has been a head coach in D one, pretty impressive to have that kind
3: of assistant on your staff. And one of the reasons that Hoyberg hired Doc Sadler to begin with was because when Fred Hoyberg, who had an illustrious career at Iowa State as a player and then played ironically for Tim Floyd, who's a Hattiesburg native, when Tim Floyd was the coach of the Bulls, Hoyberg played. For Tim Floyd. So so Hoiberg had never called a timeout officially as a head coach when he took the Iowa State coaching position. All right. So who better for Hoiberg to know his own weaknesses to go to the athletic director, Jamie Pollard, at Iowa State at the time and say, look, I, I know I've, I've never called a timeout. So let's let me surround myself with some good guys who have head coaching experience. I think Bobby Lutz was also hired, who was the former basketball coach at North Carolina Charlotte uh, back in the day. So Hoyberg surrounded himself with the likes of Doc Sadler and Bobby Lutz when he took over that Iowa State job, and it was really Sadler and Lutz that kind of groomed Hoyberg, if you will, into the head coach. That he became, it was a it was a winning formula. It was a successful formula. So no surprise, you know, if it's not broken, don't fix it. So it's no surprise that Hoiberg, you know, went to Southern Miss to try to to try to get Doc to go to go up there. The question I have now, look, one of the things we got to throw out there too is what with Doc having three years left on his contract, obviously. In the hypothetical situation where Southern Miss would have fired Doc for any reason, then Southern Miss would have had to have paid Doc. But I want to ask Patrick, and a question needs to be asked, what financial windfall will there be for Southern Miss if Nebraska hires Doc? Because I would think that there would be a buyout there that Nebraska would uh, would owe Southern Miss some money under the circumstances.
1: Well, you just wonder if uh, the resignation prevents that. That's the only thing, that, you
3: know. And that is so that, that would that, be the question.
1: That would be a question. Um, some more reports out of the, the press conference that are being tweeted now. Uh, Doc Sadler's leaving Hattiesburg today, going to Lincoln, Nebraska, talking to Hoyberg this weekend. So uh, everything looks like um, he, he may end back up in Lincoln where he was, um, the head coach. Uh, pretty cool though. Um, Jeremy McClain hired as the athletic director last week. He's in this press conference today. Of course, Bob Getty, uh, is there right now. We'll be talking to him,
3: Patrick McGee, a little later in the show. Uh, but hey, Mr. New Athletic Director, go hire a basketball coach. And I I think that Jeremy McLean would be looking for the same uh, boxes to check that were checked when he was hired by Dr. Rodney Bennett, somebody that knows uh, Southern Miss, somebody that knows the situation uh, and what we've been through. But again, you you really salute Doc that at least the cupboards aren't bare and whoever the new coach might be, whether experienced or inexperienced. And there is certainly going to be a, a very strong, viable candidate, in my opinion, who would be inexperienced. As a head coach, I'm talking about Clarence Weatherspoon, but who certainly has the, the Southern Miss background, who knows uh, what it's like to be an Eagle, knows our situation here, bleeds black and gold. Um, but to check all those boxes, Weatherspoon would certainly – but there are others out there, but certainly Weatherspoon comes to mind. You know, for me, there'd also be that continuity. Weatherspoon was on the staff. He knows the players that are coming back. So an exciting time, but yet it'll be interesting to see how this unveils. Luke. It will,
1: and we'll pick more up uh, on Doc Sadler's
3: resignation
1: in the third segment. Masters going on right now. Tiger Woods at one under. uh, The leader's at three under. Harding from South Africa. Uh, We're going to talk some golf when we come back, not just briefly talk about the Masters, but talk about the men's golf team with uh, head coach Eddie Brescher right after this on the Eagle Hour.
0: Miss to the top.
1: Welcome back to the Eagle Hour, second segment brought to us every day by Campus Bookmark, located on Hardy Street across from the Southern Miss campus and online at campusbookmark.net. If you need something for a gift that's Southern Miss-related or maybe just need you a new hat, new uh, Southern Miss gear, always check out Campus Bookmark, the place to go to cheer on, to get everything you need to cheer on uh, the Golden Eagles. Luke Johnson, Kelly Center, Michael Murgins from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg, and Laurel Masters Underway, Tiger Woods and uh, Rom at uh, Amen Corner. Uh, Justin Harding leading, three, uh, three under today. Uh, Sergio just teeing off on 15. As I've, I've got it pulled up here on my computer. But you talk about the week of golf, and when you think of golf, Masters Tournament, of um, course, comes to mind, everybody will be watching it the next four days. And in order to set the stage for the golfing world, all that Southern Miss did was go out and finish second in the Ryman Intercollegiate. Brian Richards, the sophomore, wins it in the individual competition. To talk to us about all that, Southern Miss head golf coach Eddie Bresher Coach, way to prepare the golf world this week. Uh, that was an impressive performance up in Nashville.
4: Thank you so much. Um, we had a little bit of rain and a little bit of cool temperatures, but um, warmed up for us nicely, and we got to enjoy some beautiful weather uh, that final round
1: talk about uh, let's, let's talk about the team first um, I think there's about 15 16 teams in this. Um, you guys were after after Monday uh, you guys were, were way up there we were talking about it Tuesday going off air uh, about how close you guys were they finished out finished second overall what type of boost is that for your team uh, to, to finish second in a tournament?
4: Absolutely um, very good confidence builder at this point of the season, you know, April is a very busy month for us in the golf world Uh, with college golf. There's a lot of events going on right now. And this is the part of the year where we're coming down that closing stretch and and heading into the conference championship. So at this point of the season, uh, when we're within two weeks of the conference championship, it's always good to get a a great finish. And especially having, you know, such a young guy uh, like Brian uh, collect his first collegiate win and, you know, that makes the third different Golden Eagle to win a golf tournament for us this year, uh, which is phenomenal. Um, it's very difficult to win in golf. Uh, there's only one guy, and, you know, you go through tournaments and there's upwards of 125 to, you know, maybe 60 guys in a tournament and then you've got 15 to 25 teams in an event so winning is very difficult in our sport
3: Co- coach this is kelly right. kelly sander one of the questions questions i have and i've also i've always quandered this is how can like on the pga tour you'll watch these guys and they'll tear up a course one weekend and then the next tournament they go to same guy won't even make the cut you know <laughs> I, I, i've never understood how how people can be so good one week and perhaps so bad the next what do you make of it well
4: I- it sounds like Corey Connors has got it figured out right now. Um, yeah, the, where they played the Valero Texas Open last week was the exact golf course we opened our season back in September on. And I can assure you that golf course is not as easy as those boys made it look. Um, it's, it's a tough track, and you know, a guy like Corey goes out and wins a Monday qualifier, has no status on tour, wins a tournament, now he's exempt for two years, and gets invited to the Masters, and now he's in the hunt at the (laughs) Masters. So (laughs) I'm I'm telling you, you know, it's no secret. Golf is a very difficult game. Um, It's an outdoor sport, and like we preach to the guys, there are a lot of things that you cannot control in our sport. And if you let those bother you, then you're going to have a very difficult time uh, because you've got a lot of things to think about with your mechanics of your swing, um, you know, what's the wind doing, Where's the pin location that that day? Uh, so if you're, you're worried about why it's raining outside or why it's cold, then you've got some problems.
5: <laughs> well,
3: when you, and I want to talk about recruiting, too, Coach, because Mississippi, the high schools and public schools, you know, are kind of cash-strapped, and it's, it's tough, you know, in athletic departments for high schools. Some high schools probably don't even have golf teams. So how do you go about uh, finding high school golfers in the state of Mississippi who might want to be Golden Eagles, and where does social media fit into all of that?
4: Well, social media is certainly, um, you know, I'm a big believer in marketing your brand. Uh, We certainly want to use social media as a platform to market our golf program. I know we're on a little bit smaller scale than, uh, say, your bigger sports in college athletics, but, you know, you you never know what person, whether it be an adult or a kid, somewhere out there in the world is looking at your content you're putting out there. So you want to make sure that you're you're putting out some good stuff about your program and, and making sure that everybody understands why it's so good to be a gold eagle. Um, so social media is a, a huge component for recruiting, but, you know, our sport is a global sport. Um, you look at the Masters and, you know, you have a lot of domestic players that are phenomenal. Um, you have a lot of guys from all over the world that are, are, are world-class players. And so, you know, we do have some love for our Mississippi guys, and we want to see if we can get the best players in the state of Mississippi by analyzing and, and studying the ranking systems that we use. And, um, you know, we also look on a, on a global scale, too. We're, we're trying to get our program ranked as high as we possibly can by getting the best world-class players we can in our program.
3: Coach, of the Masters being staged in Augusta, as as we've already talked about, and television ratings, which everything in sports seems to be driven by television ratings, television ratings for the PGA Tour have have not been as good since the game of Tiger Woods has faltered. Why? And it, it could be, it could have been Jack Nicklaus, it could have been you know Tom Watson, Arnold Palmer back in the the early days, but why does it seem to be particularly in golf so integral that one person? Be so dominant to you know, and there, and there's a direct correlation there with TV ratings.
4: Well, you know, Tiger, as they say on TV, and I'm just kind of repeating what they say, but he moves the needle. Um, you know, as far as active players go, no one's done or, or won what he has done um, in the game of golf, and so you know, to have someone that that has done that is certainly going to move the needle for uh, television ratings because it's just everybody knows tiger (laughs) kind of you say that one name everybody knows who you're talking to um but however there are uh, we i think we're in a little bit of a transition phase with golf where you're seeing guys come straight from college who are capable of winning or getting on the pj tour right out of school um and so you're starting to see a lot of those young guys like your your justin thomas's and ricky fowler's and speech and and john roms and those guys and and so, I mean, these are all names of guys who were recently, uh, whether they finished all four years um, or not, they were, not too long ago were they in college. <laughs> and so, right. you know, you're starting to see them get some notoriety on the on the PGA Tour, but, you know, when Tiger tees it up, everyone kind of looks over their shoulder, okay, what's What's the big dog doing back there?
3: (laughs) Yeah, and one of the things the PGA Tour wanted to institute with its first T program uh, that was instituted about 15 years ago is trying to get more uh, minority athletes involved in golf. Are we seeing that on the college level now? Are are the fruits of that uh, labor coming to fruition, in your view?
4: I would say that the game of golf is, again, it's going through a phase right now where it's a little bit of a transition of, You know, the next generation is coming through uh, with a lot of the, like, you can look on tour, the average age has got to be declining. Uh, You know, guys are out there younger, they're fit. Um, The tournaments they play in junior golf and the the world-class instruction that they get, the experience they get in college golf is is certainly uh, getting better and better. Um, But, you know, as far as, you know, you look at the Masters, the initiatives that they're doing to grow the game, you know, with the drive, chip, and putt championship, the uh, the women's amateur uh, that just happened at Augusta last week. It seems like the game of golf is growing to where they're trying to get more people involved by realizing it's, it does take up some time to play a round of golf, but it's also the only sport or one of the only sports that you can really play for a long time.
1: Yeah. Right. Coach, uh, looking forward, um, one more tournament before the Conference USA Championships. Get to play inside the state. Get to play at uh, that lovely place up at, uh, Old Waverly. You guys, uh, will head there this weekend and, and play Monday, um, and, and Tuesday. What are you looking out of that as you move into the Conference USA Championships?
4: Well, the field at Waverly is going to be a great field. Uh, We'll see some of the top teams in the country. Um, I know three SEC schools will be there. Uh, Those other two schools up north in Mississippi will be there. (laughs) And uh, I know Vandy will be there as well. So we're looking forward to that. We're looking forward to, uh, you know, getting out there and competing on a golf course that we're certainly familiar with. Um, Our expectations are are going to continue to be high. You know, we're going to go out there with a mindset to try to win a golf tournament and uh, carry the momentum forward into the conference championship.
1: Well, we, uh, we wish you the best of luck on that. Send our congratulations uh, to Brian and uh, congratulate your whole team. And, and, you know, Tim Yelverton's up there, um, so, so make sure that uh, we get some favorable roles with the course uh, next week. But, uh, <laughs> Coach, we appreciate you joining us. Thanks, uh, thanks for all that you do, and, and uh, congrats on uh, the finish this week.
4: Well, appreciate it, guys. Thank you for having me on, and Southern Miss to the top.
3: And, Luke, I think Corey, exactly Connor, right. Corey Connors, I think you were talking about leading the Masters. I think he's Canadian. And we've had some Canadian golfers, I know, throughout the years at Southern Miss. So there's been a – We have. A can connection. Uh, two
1: under – Connor's two under for the day. He's one shot back. Harding's still in the lead at three under. That's uh, some masters. That was uh, head coach uh, Eddie Brescher, Southern Miss Golf. We'll go back to talk some Doc Sadler and him stepping down as the head basketball coach today. We'll talk to Bob Getty and maybe Patrick McGee coming up on the Eagle Hour.
0: into the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top.
1: Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Great lunch specials recommended to you by all of us at the Eagle Hour. Go by there and Check out their food and all the Southern Miss memorabilia, 4th Street Barn Grill. Proud sponsor of the third segment of the Eagle Hour. We're leading off today, the big news out of Southern Miss, uh, Doc Sadler resigning, stepping down as head basketball coach. And there was uh, just a, a press conference that just concluded with both new athletic director Jeremy McLean and Doc Sadler. And uh, Bob Getty and Patrick McGee were there, and they both join us now. Bob, uh, give us the scoop of what just went down.
2: All right, well, guys, we're here at Reed Green Coliseum, Patrick and I, and I guess in summary, Patrick, uh, the message we got from Doc Sadler is he's reached a point in his life where he just didn't feel like he could give 100% for four or five years down the road. Uh, I took it that he was asked to stay at least a couple of more years, and he uh, told the new athletic director that he just didn't feel like he could give 100%. Your take on why Doc Sadler left?
5: Uh, Well, yeah, I mean, I think burnout just had a lot to do with the five years Uh, That he's been here have been five tough years because they really had to work to build this thing back up to where it can be competitive. I mean, they were rock bottom. Uh, there the first year he was here, and it took two, three years just to kind of get away from that point. So, uh, just the effort that was put into it over the last five years. And uh, Doc was just tired. He wants to step back and I'll be a head coach. Uh, You know, maybe an opportunity elsewhere. He also mentioned the prospect of maybe taking a year off or something along those lines, but. Uh, I, I think Sadler, Sadler said that he had discussions even with Jeff Mitchell, the uh, uh, who was the interim AD, about the uh, po- you know about the possibility of this happening. About it. it's been a kind of a trying five years. Uh, so I don't think I think this is something that Doc's been thinking about for a while. I don't think it was anything that he or Jeremy McLean said to each other. I think it was just Doc just knew he couldn't do it for the long run, and you know Southern missing needs a younger coach that he can kind of come in and, and really build this thing back up.
2: So we should clarify that the new athletic director coming in
5: did not ask Doc Sadler to leave. Right, yeah. I mean, Jeremy, yeah. I mean, it was it, this is all Doc's uh, uh, situation. You know, his his decision, uh, he and Jeremy McClain talked and, you know, maybe kind of feeling each other out, figuring, you know, what was the best path going forward. And for Doc, I mean, just for everybody, I think he just made that decision for everybody that uh, they need to bring in somebody new, somebody younger, somebody to put in the energy of of getting this team back to work and contend consistently for conference championships.
2: He seemed on the verge of being emotional. So I, I think it's been a, a tough decision for
5: him. Doc, I, actually, he was less emotional than I expected. If you go back to his last press conference at Nebraska, he was just, you know, really, really emotional. So I think Doc's very much at peace with this decision. Uh, yeah, he was on the verge of emotion, but uh, considering how, what kind of reputation Doc has, he seems very much, uh, uh, confident that he's made the right decision. I was
2: a little surprised to hear the new AD say that uh, he thought the search would be concluded in ten days. Did you understand the same thing? No, I don't,
5: I don't think he said that. I, I, I don't. He said it like a hard, you know, a hard time frame. But you did get the uh, uh, the that, that said it would be quick. Right. Uh, I think there is that possibility. He mentioned, I guess, he left open the possibility that they could have somebody in place by signing day, which is only like a week away. <laughs> That's right. it, and, and like I asked Jeremy about, he's just getting out of Coach, and, coach in Search of Troy, uh, where they hired the former Texas Arlington men's basketball coach. So he already knows a lot of candidates, and he mentioned this is a somewhat similar job uh, to Troy. Right. Uh, right now, Troy's got much better basketball facilities. They've got a beautiful new arena. So, uh, you know, maybe some, he already has probably a handful of guys signed along with some other guys maybe have ties to the program. Uh, they're either here currently or have been here in the past.
2: Well, he also said that he was not going to rule out any current members of the staff. I was left with the impression that they're not going to be near the top of the list. Who do you think? Have uh, you got some names in your mind that you think may be candidates?
5: Well, I, I think there's the obvious candidates. I don't know if they'll be considered top candidates, but you have Jay Ladd,ner a former Southern Miss basketball player, He's been the head coach at, at Southeastern Louisiana. Uh, he's somebody that comes to mind. I know a lot of people are going to talk about Greg Hire, the LSU assistant that was here for a couple of years on the East Another guy that kind of comes to mind for me is is a Ross Hodge, uh, who's the number two at North Texas. And he's regarded as a strong recruiter. He's been at Colorado State, uh, Arkansas State, now North Texas. He's somebody that's a young guy that can maybe come along at an affordable price while also making an impact. So those are some names that come to mind. And you have a couple of guys on the staff: staff and Weathers, Clarence Weatherspoon, and Steve Irvine. Uh, maybe don't fit that mold of the young guy that they want to bring in. And, and Weatherspoon being on the on the staff for two years maybe doesn't have that experience, the connection. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, there's. Uh, I would expect – it wouldn't surprise me if the next day is somebody we don't even know their name right now.
2: And I guess it's going to be the same problem uh, that the university faces in every hire, and that's going to be salary. These guys right. making millions and millions of dollars. You're not going to get
5: a million-dollar year basketball coach. you? Right. No, but, I mean, uh, you, they pay okay. I think it was, you know, 400, you know, grand, something along those lines, maybe close, you know, Southern Miss can pay a basketball coach. They're just not going to uh, uh put a, you know, be lump of some of cash, you know, uh into this hire. So, yeah, I mean, that's what you contend with, but I think everybody kind of understands it going into the process, whether it's the AD or the candidate. They know what they're going to get out of it. The people that want to shop are going to understand that uh what the salary is going to be.
2: All right, guys, so I guess the summary here is that Doc Sadler said uh five years of taking a, lot of energy to get the program where it's at. He just didn't uh, feel like he could exercise that amount of energy for five more years and felt like anything less than that uh, would not be fair to the program. What do you guys think? Uh, What do you feel about Southern Miss basketball moving forward?
3: Well, Bob, I have a question for you guys. Was it ever discussed in the press conference that if Doc Sadler winds up at Nebraska, which is widely assumed that he will, would there be any financial obligations that Nebraska would have to pay Southern Miss to compensate them for a coach who is currently under contract for three more years?
2: Well, that wasn't discussed, but that's a good point, Patrick, because I believe his contract just rolled over, am I correct?
5: Right. I mean, it's just the automatic rollover. There was no you know, a two-year extension or something. It's still a three-year deal. So he has time left on his contract. I haven't looked at his contract in a while, so I don't know that off the top of my head. Uh, but I don't think it would be in a huge sum of money. I don't think there's a... Uh, A a huge buyout or anything along those lines, Sasper's contract. Uh, So, I, you know, yeah, I mean, I guess it's a possibility if he leaves and is hired somewhere else. I mean, Doc has even mentioned the prospect of taking a year off. Mm -hmm. I don't think Doc's really, you know, uh, you know, it's all been figured out. I don't know what that lump sum is going to be or if, say, in Nebraska, it may be a situation. Some coaches have a contract to where there'd be a buyout only if they're hired as a head coach somewhere else.
3: And so, that, Yeah, and that's where the fine print would have to be looked at. And, and the right. fact that Doc resigned, you know, before being hired somewhere else, does that complicate a potential buyout right. situation?
5: Right. Well, I mean, yeah, if he resigns, I think that kind of nullifies all that. You know, it's not one of those things where Nebraska is coming in and hiring him. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, in some ways you may be looking at this as kind of uh, taking, Southern, you know, uh, Nebraska out of a bind or Southern Miss out of a bind. By him resigning, he may simplify it all.
3: Does, does For our listeners to
2: know, Kelly, he did say that he is uh, leaving this afternoon, actually, I believe he said, to go to Nebraska. He also indicated, though, that he had begun to think about this decision before the head coach at Nebraska was hired, but uh, certainly left a strong indication that. Uh, He's going to take a real hard look at that job out there.
3: And one question you'd also have to logically ask you guys is with Mr. McLean saying that it's potentially a new coach could be in place within 10 days. How long, perhaps, has this been in the works, you know, going going backwards?
5: No, I mean, I think – well, yeah, I mean, he said that they had discussions, I think, over the last couple of days about this. So I, I think in the last 48 hours, last 48, 72 hours is when this has kind of come to being, you know, uh, Jeremy's been in the process of probably to probably meeting with all the head coaches. And Doc was just honest with Jeremy from the outset, uh, what was going on here. So I think the last 48 hours, has been in the works. Well, all right, you, Kelly, right.
3: 400 grand right, I gotta, year, I gotta,
5: so you
2: want to throw your hat in the ring?
3: Oh, are you can't. I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I I just can't afford to take the pay cut right now, Bob, from here, the Super <laughs> Talk dollars. <laughs> well, and huh? just, and just to, to
2: and give us a sister job. <laughs>
3: Well, they'd have to yeah. lower their standards. Just to
1: throw sure. it out there, just to throw it out there, higher at LSU makes 300000 So that's what an SEC assistant's making right now. You guys talk about, um, because people are curious, you know, you've been on the job, uh, what, six days, and now uh, you got to hire a new basketball coach. How did Jeremy McClain come across in the press conference? <laughs>
5: well, yeah, I mean, I asked him, you know, you're just coming out of hiring a basketball coach. You know, what he said that, you know, what he's done probably helps him in the process. But then I was like, well, you're waiting until May, is that right, to start here? And he said, well, it appears I, my, today's my first day or whatever. Right, so right. uh, Jeremy's <laughs> on that. He says that Troy is, is going, has, his understanding and that they know that he has to be here and go through this process. So, and it's going to be a quick process as well, obviously. Within two weeks, I would expect they have somebody. So uh, this, this isn't going to be something that's going to weigh him down for too long, but he'll be super busy for about uh, two weeks. safe to say
2: Rick Patino is not an option.
5: No, I think he was
2: checking into the St. John's job. But I don't know how many people have interest in Matino anyway. All right, guys. You have anything else that about wraps it
3: up from here? Appreciate the coverage, you guys. Thanks for being on top of it for us here on the Eagle Hour. All right. Bob Getty and, um, and Patrick. Patrick McGee from the Bloxy Sun-Herald they're covering the press conference today. Is Doc Sadler has officially stepped down as men's head basketball coach.
0: Something to think about, though, as they were talking, in today's college climate, do you think that every single AD and university, for that matter, just has a permanent list of possible candidates not knowing when something yes. like this is going to happen now? That's why the searches seem to go so quickly, that throughout the year, they are constantly keeping their eye on other possible candidates.
3: And and that, that that hot name, yeah. you know, that somebody else might jump on. Certainly, it certainly would be you, reasonable. You have
0: to nowadays because no one seems to stay anywhere for a long period
3: of time. It so. would be reasonable. The Eagle Hour continues. They have done their homework. Yeah, it, obviously they've it, done it, Kelly. If they're going to name somebody that that quickly, they sure have. We have one more segment of the Eagle Hour. We'll wrap it up after this timeout.
0: To the, top. to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle
1: Hour. Of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Carter's Jewelry, located in Petal, Mississippi, and online at cartersjewelry.com. Go by and see Shay Carter, her friendly staff. Carter's Jewelry, where every Golden Eagle needs to go. Proud sponsor of the fourth segment of the Eagle Hour. Well, a couple of awards for uh, some Southern Miss athletes. Southern Miss senior golfer Valentina Hopp, one of the most decorated student athletes on campus. That's her title. She was named to Conference USA's all-academic team on Thursday. Kelly, uh, she's up in uh, your range, 3'9 GPA. Uh,
3: for her man- majoring in sports management, Kelly. What was your GPA, by the way? What does that even stand for? I don't, <laughs> great point. I got, I got, I made a 16 on the ACT back in the day. Now I'm sure it's much tougher now. Like or tougher f- than like full I don't know. score or like everything added together got you a 16. <laughs> well, is I, I don't know. I, that shows you how that smart I am job. about those sorts of things. I don't even know if that was the cum or uh, Michael up, appears to be a pretty smart guy. Appears, Michael, how how smart were you? What was your GPA? I don't I even remember. Actually, <laughs> I blanked it out. Actually, I think the first semester I started out with like a 2.1. Yeah. You know, certainly nothing to write home about. But I think by the time I graduated, I'd gotten it to probably you know, three, five maybe, three, like four.
0: a 3.5, maybe 3.4. 3.9 when I graduated. But that was that That's last. My, my senior year, though, was mostly I could have graduated uh, after the first semester of my senior year because I had all the credits I needed. So the rest of the year was band and humanities and all these just fun classes just because my mom wouldn't let me leave. She wanted me to do my full senior year.
3: I loved being a senior, man. Best three years of my life. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Four years. Well, congratulations. Congratulations
1: to uh, Southern Miss Senior Golfer, Valentin Hopp. Conference USA All-Academic Team Lady Eagles head down to Fort Myers, Florida this weekend to start the Conference USA Championships on Monday. Softball victorious last night over Mississippi Valley State. Uh, Golden Eagles Heather Hill uh, two hits last night. Southern Miss wins four to two. Kalen Ladner pitches six and a third. Golden Eagles improved to twenty three and sixteen, and they. Uh, get ready to take on big conference matchup this weekend. UAB over in Birmingham, and I think they've won Johnson, six in a row, Luke,
3: They've won six, haven't they?
1: Yeah, they have. They've won. They've won six in a row. That's right. And Luke Kelly and Michael here and. Kelly, let's, let's go back and, and talk about, uh, if you're just joining us, you caught it late, Doc Sadler uh, steps down today as a men's basketball coach. Uh, all indications look like he's going to be headed to Nebraska as an assistant, and so moving forward, of those names that were listed, uh, Patrick McGee wrote an article in the Bluxie Sun-Herald a little earlier today. Uh, Kelly, what are some, like maybe give me your top two or three, uh, realistically, the, the best
3: options for Southern Miss? I think the top three names that will get the most play, and in, in no you know just a random order would be Jay Ladner because he played at Southern Miss he went to high school at Oak Grove he again knows the Southern Miss situation has been coaching down in Hammond um, the Lions of southeastern Louisiana won a national championship at the JUCO level at Jones so nobody probably knows the area like Jay Ladner you know, knows it. So I think he'll get some play. Um, LSU assistant Greg Heyer, it's clear it looks like they're going to clean clean house down there. Uh, but Greg Heyer, when he was an assistant under Larry Eustachie here at Southern Miss, terrific recruiter. Everybody admits that he wanted to be the coach at Southern Miss when Eustachie left, went wound up going to Wichita State where he was able to land Daryl Willis who was the all-everything basketball player at Pearl River. Daryl Willis could have gone anywhere but chose Wichita State because Hire was was there. And of course the Wheat Shockers went on to a, to a final four. I think Hire will get some play. And then on staff, uh, as, as the athletic director said, he would not rule anybody out. Clarence Weatherspoon to me would be an obvious choice because he's, he, he certainly knows it, wears it, has lived it, has the CD, the t-shirt. Um, he could recruit, knows the state now again has never called a timeout, but but i would think he would have the sense enough to know to get some you know, assistance around him that, that could help groom him as a head coach and certainly would be beloved by any southern miss fan old or new so i think those top those names ladner higher and weatherspoon will get a lot of play you know in the media you know in the in the golden eagle community but patrick Miggy thought that maybe the the next basketball coach we don't even know who the name would be at this point. So he's, he's looking at more of a wild card there.
1: I I like higher. You just wonder with what's going, been going down in Baton Rouge this year. Um, You don't know what's going to come out after that. If that just stopped at the head coach or it went down to the assistants, uh, you know, you just gotta uh, be careful with, with what happens. And if you, if there's an unknown, you kind of steer clear of it. At the very least, uh, you have to retain Clarence Weatherspoon on the next, uh, coaching staff, probably promote him. If he's not the head coach, promote him to, uh, the assistant head coach simply, uh, because, it's been, I, th- I think, Kelly. It's been so awesome to see him on the sidelines, not only from a
3: recruiting perspective, uh, but but just really cool to see him back coaching. Well, people who were critical of Doc Sadler were not critical of of his performance on the floor. The people, a lot of a lot of people, his, his critics, just said that Doc wasn't able to connect with the community. Now, again, with all the the tumult that Donnie Tyndall brought with him, one of the things that Donnie Tyndall did better than probably anybody other than M. K. Turk was. Was connect with the community. The students loved him. The fans loved him. It was an energized, you know, fan base at that point. Of course, so I think I would like to see that quality, at least that one quality, in our next coach.
1: It's going to be fun to see what happens. Thankfully, we got a new athletics director in place uh, to make it happen, and we'll talk about this tomorrow and also uh, get you ready uh, for Southern Miss, FIU this weekend in baseball. By the way, live at Fuzzy's Tacos tomorrow.
3: Well, oh, that's right. Yeah, we're going to be that's at Fuzzy's tomorrow. Right. Kelly,
1: brisket nachos.
3: I'm, or, yes. I'm going. It's I'm I'm be, on it, babe. I'm there. Good.
1: Well, we'll we'll uh, catch you if you're out and about. Hit us up at uh, Fuzzy Sacos, and we'll catch you tomorrow, same time. And as always, Southern Miss to, to the, the top. top.